when looking for the king of podcasts, you're at the wrong channel. Looking for good ideas for life, you are far from good hands. If you think the listener is always right, you are far from the right place. Hosted by a Northeasterner by birth, a rebel by choice. If you want a host that floats between love and madness, then play on and listen to Crazy Train Radio. What up? Excuse me while I whip this out. Oh, gnarly! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. I double dare you, motherfucker. Say what one more goddamn time. I knew it, I'm surrounded by assholes. And good evening, friends! Not all football helmets are created equal. Zenith, the industry leader in protective technology, is the only helmet in the game with adaptive head protection featuring a shot suspension system that can move independently from the helmet shell. Headquartered and developed in Detroit, Zenith is committed to player safety and revolutionary innovation. Zenith is proud to protect athletes at every level from peewee to the pros. Learn more about the Zenith difference at zenith.com. That's X-E-N-I-T-H.com. I'll tell you what's up. Based out of Atlantic City, New Jersey, Geek Time Entertainment runs exclusively along with different events in the area to strategize with their partners who will benefit with increased exposure and patron traffic. Geek Time Entertainment will work with your event in increasing the event's traffic via social media, radio, and storefront advertisements. Holy cow! Also, they will help increase business for your company and event with different sales incentives. Duh. Whether your event will be small or even mid-scale, Geek Time Entertainment is the group to work with. That's what I'm talking about. Contact them today at geektimeentertainment at gmail.com or facebook.com backslash geektimeentertainment. Oh my god, who the hell Cash. How's it going, guys? This is Amy Dumas. You guys might know me as Lita. You are listening to Crazy Train Radio. Well, folks, she is a Hall of Famer as of 2014, and she dazzled fans on a full-time basis with defying gravity with her jaw-dropping aerial maneuvers. Wrestling fans know her as Lita, but others know her as Amy Dumas. Amy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Uh, No complaints on this end. Nobody listens anyway. Would you, though, from what I take, or how I should ask this, where in the world is Amy these days? Because we know you were on vacation, and, you know, we're back and forth with you scheduling-wise moving. You know, there was just so much day-to-day life 
going on with you. So where in the world are you at this point? I am currently in the Bay Area. Um, I was in, in San Francisco, and I, I've moved across the bridge. It's our it's our West Coast Brooklyn over here. Uh, Bay Area people may take offense to that, as well as Brooklyn people may take offense to that, but <laughs> that's, that's where I am. Okay. Well, obviously you were a Southeast girl. You have, at, by last I heard, you had a place in Nicaragua. What about the West Coast attracted you to moving out that way? You know, uh, it was kind of something I'd always wanted to do. I was always drawn to the West Coast. I like that there is, you know, hiking and surfing and the ocean and mountains and everything all in one area, as well as, you know, right around that time I moved, it was about six months after my I was inducted to the Hall of Fame. I kind of already had the idea in my head that that's what I wanted to do. But, um, so I was living in Atlanta, and I love it there. I still have my house there. I visit often. My best friends from high school and college are there. But it was kind of, you know, in the southeast, I feel like people are a little more traditional. Not I, I feel. That's a fact. I mean, the statistics and everything. Yeah. So it was like all, all of my friends were getting married and having, or had been married and have children. And, and you know, that's just never been my path. And so I thought I could move out west where it was a bit more untraditional in general and just kind of do my own thing as I've been doing. And, you know, it's funny because it's, it's a southern thing. And it's not meant to be rude, but people, you know, the, the, the first question, I mean, it'll be someone checking your, your groceries out in the grocery store or, or, you know, the first question at, at breakfast is, so when are you getting married? When are you having kids? You know, and then that's it's just always it's like, um, you know, and just knowing from my friends, it's like there's that's such a personal decision, and there's so many factors that go into that that that's not just like a brunch question. Um, but in the South, because that's just what you do, um, I was just asking on a daily basis, and I was like, man, that like I don't, I don't feel bad for my life decisions, but every single day I'm made, made to feel bad for my life decisions. So uh, let me just go out west where that's kind of not the norm, and, and um, you know, just it, see what see what happens. Well, you've always been a, from what we know, you've always been a unique bird anyway. So, you know, from what we've heard of your personality, both in and out of the ring, you know, that and what you just described kind of fits for you. Yeah, for sure. You know, and it was it's like, it was no, it was like I know what's here, and I, and I love and appreciate my friends and my life there in Atlanta, but I was like, I, you know, that explorer, spirit in me just it, it can't stay quiet for too long so I just had to, <laughs> to move out west and just get a whole new set of surroundings as well as you know road trips and weekend trips and all of the stuff that I love doing besides bigger trips um, you know a whole new set of landscape for me to explore and I've really taken advantage of that living out here. Oh, uh, most definitely. Like you said, there's oceans, there's mountains, there's, you know, so many different environments out there. You can't help but take advantage of that. Right. I mean, and I did in Atlanta as well, you know, day trips and, and you know, stuff like that. But it's like I, it's like I feel like I've exhausted my eight-hour radius here, you know, and, it, and it's here. But let me let me go explore a new one and, you know, being able to go camping. And I just got back from Joshua Tree, and it was awesome being out there in the desert and just you know, just being around a whole new set of 
places to explore. And I do still have my place in Nicaragua and go down there and, and you know, I, I just um I just feel like you know, I like the the thought. I romanticize about the thought of being comfortable and just kinda of having a set routine. But I just don't know how much that's in me because I love just not knowing what my next day will hold. Yes, and I think that's part of at least it was for me as a fan on the fan side of things that, you know, attracted me towards you because, you know, hey, this this girl is not your typical nine to fiver, I guess would be. It's always gonna be an adventure with her. Yeah, I mean it's just I mean since I've been been young, that's kind of just always how I've been and while each chapter of my life it will morph the, the the spirit of that you know adventurous soul i just think that's just who i am and you know yeah. um i appreciate everybody's path as long as you know you're happy so it's not like i think that my a nine to five path is is you know that my path is better than yours it's just that that's this is this is kind of how i uh where where my my soul has led me you know it's it's you and that's what it is for because i've heard different things because we know everything on the internet is true oh of course yeah yeah uh what exactly was your role with the wwe when you were recently working there you know it's it's funny that you that you say that you ask that and um when i was there it was it's also funny because everything the, the second it is talked about is always out on the internet and i was like you know, it's kind of a mystery as to what I'm doing here. I, you won't see me talking about things, but, you know, they're like, they're, it's not all, it's not out there, you know, what I was really doing. But I was the, the producer for the women. And I, you know, started down helping out in NXT because I was uh, down there a lot during Tough Enough. And because I was living out on the West Coast, I asked, you know, part of working with Tough Enough, for them to, you know, get me a, a, a full-time residence down there in Orlando during the filming so that I didn't have to fly back because our, our filming days were erratic. So, you know, if we only had two days off, it's going to take me, you know, most of one day to get there and most of one day to get back. So, um, and then it was like, but I don't really know anybody down here in Orlando. So if I'm down here, you know, I ended up hanging out at the PC and kind of getting involved in the NXT stuff and, um helping out with, you know, pretty much anybody that would come up and ask questions, which is those guys down there in NXT are so, so much of a sponge and so hungry to, to get to that next step. So that was really, it was really rewarding to be around because these kids were not only asking questions, but asking the right questions. I was like, man, that's a great question in here. Let me, let me you know, shed my perspective on it, which is all I can do. And so from there, I started, I came up onto the main roster and I was producing the women. And they didn't know if it was for me because that schedule is, it is so full-time um, and it is such a grind. But ultimately, I just thought, you know, I think it would have been great if I had a me there for, for me when I was there because it can be a little you know, a little lonely up there and kind of like, I don't know who to ask or if I'm going to get in trouble for asking this or what, how this is supposed to work because there's no handbook. 
you know, there there's very much a handbook, but it's not written anywhere, and you're supposed to just know all these rules of how to handle yourself, you know. Um, so I I went up there, and and it was it was really rewarding, although very challenging, <laughs> you know, just just navigating the the waters of, of the backstage politics and everything, but. Uh, ultimately, it was it was really rewarding experience and seeing this next generation of women, just how hard they're working and, and being able to be a voice for them. So I was yes, producing um, all behind the scenes from about I think October of last year up until the brand split uh, or extension, as they call it, the, up until the brand extension in July. Yeah, well, obviously you've been a considered a strong female role model for both fans and female talent alike. So you mentioned there in that answer, a lot of the current crop of females were very initiative and come and talk. You say, hey, Amy, what do you think of this? What do you think of that? And trying to get a, some advice from your perspective on things. Um, yeah, for sure. And, and, you know, it's funny that, you know, as you phrase that question, said, oh, hey, Amy, what do you think? And it's like, it was interesting getting to know these uh, all these people down there, and they were asking Amy. You know, they're asking Lita, this this person that they'd grown up watching. You know, and I could see that. And you know, and it took a while to a kind of acknowledge that, but then also just to get them to know, look, I'm. I'm just Amy, and yes, I've lived, I've walked in this path, so I'm happy to share my perspective, but, you know, don't, like, you're not going to get in trouble for anything you ask me, you're not going to get, you know, like, there's no wrong question to ask, and stuff like that, so it was, you know, I felt, like, pretty much, they're all pretty intimidated, you know, kind of getting to know me at first, but then where we ended up having formed our own individual bonds just as being humans, regardless of their life path or mine, it was it was very rewarding. Well, you know, one other thing curious to know as far as, you know, the backstage and everything else, and of course we're going to, when the fans hear this, there's going to be a couple of knuckleheads that, you know, there's knuckleheads everywhere. But do you find, or did you find when you were a talent that the locker room etiquette was different in the girls' locker room compared to the guys? Uh, now? Or or you can answer for both now and when you were a talent as well. I mean, just now, actually, it just seems, especially with with most of the talent at this point having come from NXT, they've just, it's almost like they're graduating high school and move and go, they all end up going to the same college, you know, and so I do see a lot more unified camaraderie um, between, you know, both genders, but just more as a locker room as a whole. Um, you know, of course, they're, like, they spend so much time together, so tempers are going to flare up, there's going to be issues here and there that, you know, will be handled however they're handled and potentially make, you know, glorified internet stories because of it from time to time. But for the most part, I witnessed a very unified locker room and, and you know, people that you can lean on and respect because there's such a, just a small group of them taking this, this very unique path. Well, as far as uh, some of, we've been talking about the current crop of women that you've been working with from NXT to the main roster and everything. Was there anybody that really 
stood out. And let's say that they get the roster, but was there anybody female-wise that you go, when you first started watching them and go, wow, I like that. Wow, that's different. That's not. Yeah, I was a big fan of Alexa Bliss from the first time I I saw her. Um, if you're speaking specifically of NXT, when I you know when I was there, putting that we're not already on the main roster. Um, big fan of Alexa Bliss, and I'm glad to see that she's really been able to flourish up there on SmackDown Live because you know I, I saw that in her, and, and she wasn't necessarily one of the most popular, one of the most pushed women down at NXT during her time there, but I really saw that um, she's just really dynamic. Like, she can play a lot of different roles. Like, besides, she's she's very cute and she's athletic. Okay, there's that. But then, you know, she's just very – she had a way to embrace whatever the role was that, that was the challenge of the day. And because some people can be really good at just their shit, you know, and they're like, this is what I do. And this is where I'm comfortable, but once I try to deviate from that, it can not, it cannot translate. And I just saw Alexa trying all different types of stuff, whether it was just in promo class or, you know, um, just at practice or whether it was what she was doing at NXT. And I thought that that, you know, that makes for a great star because if there's anything that you have to be being a sports entertainer, it is to be adaptable to different situations because Talk about waking up and not knowing what the day holds for you. Welcome to the WWE. Yep. Uh, well, you saw a transition as from a town to where you were recently with the company, uh, where there was folks who were trained, you know, you, Jackie, Victoria, that whole crop. You go through the diva search, you know, and that's no knock on them, to where we are now, where you have your Charlottes, your Alexa Blisses, you, you know, your that gals who can really work and wrestle. How much would you say in today's product that the sex appeal is still there as far as selling women's wrestling? You know, I think it's, a, it's an interesting place where we are with that right now because it's it's great that, you know, we're having women's main events. We're having women's faces on the, you know, to, to sell a pay-per-view of having long matches, main angles, all of this stuff. And I think that right now is the time that you're having to, or at least I don't know if it's as a fan or as a woman, it's like you're just supposed to completely ignore their their sexuality. You know, because it's like these are athletes, they're doing this thing, and, you know, and it's like, well, yeah, but they're also just as beautiful as any of you know, anybody else in pop culture, whether it's just a pop star or whether it's, you know, a diva from past generations that was more just focused on on their looks. So it's like these women now are, you know, it's just more of a, a well, it's a, they're, we're being presented with more well-rounded figures to to enjoy. However, I feel like it's almost like at this point, it's like taboo to acknowledge their their sex appeal, which it's like, I mean, that's tough to, to look the other way because they're all, they all are all so attractive and, you know, so it's, it's, I think it's an interesting period because it's like right now to charge forward, the focus has just been on what amazing athletes they are. And that is, you know, a fact, but they're still just as, you know, 
beautiful as any generation of, you know, people in the public eye. Definitely. I, I agree with you on that. Uh, one curious uh, final question for you anyway is, obviously, all wrestlers get their bumps, their bruises, broken bones. You know, they, they get their share of, you know, things going on in the ring. And sure. it's well documented that you broke your neck, though, on a TV set and all that stuff and had your share of stuff happen. How are you feeling nowadays, that you, even though you've been out of the ring for so long? You know, I'm really fortunate, and I think it's a testament to your, your body's ability to regenerate. You know, when, when I retired, I actually felt great. You know, that's my, you know, factor into retiring did not have to do with how my body felt. And, you know, I'm able to do everything I would want to do physically. And, you know, of course, do I wake up some days where my back hurt or my neck doesn't feel so great? Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, I have ways to manage it and go to yoga and acupuncture and just kind of take good care of myself in general. And, you know, yeah, I, I feel like I can go and I feel like I haven't been beat up in the ring for years after years um, on a daily basis. Well, you're doing a couple appearances. I just want to mention this, you know, for the end of this. You're going to be going to one of your home bases, I would say, as far as the independent circuit from when you, before WWE with Maryland Championship Wrestling next week. The following week, well, you'll be at the big event the next day. The following week, I know you'll be at Monster Mania in Jersey. How is the fan interaction with you? That's what, do you have any cool stories or really weird? Do you get some real white jobs as well? <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because, so at first when I retired, I was just like, no, I just need space. I just need time away. Like, I just need to hike and surf and <laughs> just be like Amy and be really quiet. And, and while I enjoyed that, when I started doing appearances again, I was like, man, this is so cool. Because when you're in WWE, you might have appearances, but they have to push everybody through the line so quickly, you know, and you don't get much of a personal interaction. You know, maybe just a, a bit of eye contact, a quick smile, but you don't really get any stories. And now what I've been getting, which is my favorite, is people bringing their, you know, old school Polaroids. Like, look, I met you when I was 10, you know, or something. And, of course, this is an, an adult telling me this. And, and I'll always, I'm like, okay, we have to recreate this picture. And so I'll do these side-by-side -side where we have, you know, pictures taken 10 years apart. And the fact that they're still a fan or they still feel connected to me in some way from having grown up with me and getting to have more of an intimate moment and we can, you know, talk for a second, it's, it's it really, like, I love doing things full circle because usually the first way you do something, you usually mess up, right? You know, and most people don't have a, an opportunity to come back and try it again. And so I love being able to have met these people, you know, lightning fast as the situation called for, but them still sticking with feeling attached to me enough to come visit again 10 years later and, you know, get to, you know, ju just just speak like two humans more as opposed to, you know, in the chaos of a WWE appearance. So um, that's been a really, really neat thing for me to experience as well as, you know, yeah, going back to Maryland Championship Wrestling in particular, uh, 
Danny, Dan McDevitt, who was one of the owners of Maryland Championship, all the way from the beginning, I went and trained with, with him. Um, Joey Matthews and Christian York were, were trained, or, you know, had trained there. They were already on the independence, and I would come as much as I could and, and dance it, you know, and I asked how much, you know, was to train there. I was trying to save up money to go to their school, and he said, you know, I just I really see potential in you. You 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 go the extra mile. I know that you're going to work hard and make something of yourself. You can you can use the school whenever whenever you can get here because it still was nowhere near where I lived. Whenever you can get here, you can train here, and and I just appreciate that so much. So I love being able to go back after my career at WWE and help those the students there at MCW and and everybody on the roster there as well as to to come back to a place that believed in me from the start. So it's it's really special to always go back to the Maryland Championship whenever I can. Well, I'm sure folks can see about your appearances and your travels and everything else at Amy Dumas on, on the Twitter machine, as Bubba Ray yeah. likes to say. What else uh, do you have out there social media-wise that people want to follow you? Uh, well, the, so that is, that's the main thing that I'll, I'll use is the is my Twitter. That's just my name, Amy Dumas. And then my Instagram I use as well, but I do kind of put usually more of a personal touch on that. So that is more just my travels and, and some candid shots and stuff. And and that's um, Machete Girl, and which was my it was a, a nickname. I always say I've never had a nickname that stuck, but um, the, the the locals down in Nicaragua call me Machete Girl because I would carry a machete around walking down the street, because you can, because you can down there. And so I always thought they always would laugh at me and call me Machete Girl. So that is my Instagram handle. Nice. Amy, thank you so much. With over 30 years of experience and a superb reputation for being a detail-oriented company, Lacey Cleaning has some of the highest work standards in the cleaning business. That's the fact, Jack! Whether it's carpet cleaning, tile, grout cleaning, new construction cleanup, rental turnovers, vent and duct cleaning, odor elimination, office and or business cleaning, power washing, residential cleaning, you name it, they do it. Check them out to contact them today, LaceyCleaning at gmail.com or call them at 609-709-8536. That's what I'm talking about. Hey, this is April Hunter and you are listening to Crazy Train Radio. Woo-hoo!